Hi there, this is Bob Eubanks, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. But doesn't everybody? Hey, welcome to another exciting edition of the Fab Four Free For All. I am Mitch Axelrod, your moderator for this exciting episode. And joining me as they always do are... Rob Leonard. And... Tony Gibrato. And you might notice the virtual background on the Zoom. And if you're on audio, I have a broken heart in back of me. What becomes of the broken hearted, Mitch? That's another group. Oh, sorry. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So Rob and I will be talking about... (laughs) Oh, hey, we're video now. So I can... Okay, thank you. (laughs) Is each one of us going to do that Paul McCartney thing at the press conference? Yes, you can do it now. I'll do it. (laughs) He's he's scratching his eye with his middle finger. (laughs) Yes, which, you you know, come on. Come on, Paul. We know what you're doing. I love that. I love that. Uh, is that because people do that to you all the time, Rob? <laughs> no, no, because you don't expect it from Paul. You expect it from John. John. From George. <laughs> or George. Or George. George, who but just looked at the camera and went like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care if he was hiding it. Anyway. Would it be funny if that comes up as the screenshot in YouTube for the show? Anyway. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> that would <Sorry>. be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. I hope not. <laughs> oh, someone's freezing that. <laughs> anyway, we have the broken heart because we are going to talk about um, Beatles Unlove songs. That's right. You heard me right. Well, sort of the middle well, finger kind of goes with the topic then. Really? Sort of. Well, <laughs> in many ways. In many ways. It depends because these unlove songs go both ways uh, in terms of the person jilting the beetle and the beetle jilting or being jealous of the person. Um, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of songs which may sound happy, you know, because they're, they're under the guise or under the bed, music bed of a pop song or a real big rocker in, in a couple of these cases, um, but they are not really happy songs. And one thing Paul McCartney said in the anthology, if you remember, at the very end, he's talking around the campfire and he says, I'm so happy that we told everybody about love and understanding and peace, you know, with give peace a chance and, and, and the love you make is equal to the love you take and all that good stuff or the love you take is equal to the love you make. I never would know which one that is. But he's around there and he said, you know, we could have told people, to, oh, sod your parents and sod off, but we didn't. It's all about peace and love. Well, Paul, we're here to prove you wrong. <laughs> sort Sometimes of. Sometimes it was about peace and love. Sometimes well, it was about burning the bitch's house down. No. <laughs> if you've heard other shows, you know what I mean. But I know what he's talking about. It, it was, he didn't, they didn't really attack the, the, the system, like the tax The establishment. Method. The establishment and they, you know, taxman's a takeoff on that. But most of the songs are are love songs, but these are unlove songs, which could be the opposite of a love song, meaning it's a love song also, but an unlove song. Remember, man, that the opposite of love is not hatred. The opposite of love is apathy. <laughs> oh God! Who said that? Well, I, I don't know. I Tony. remember hearing that when I like when I was in high school, or you know, first time you like the first time like you break up with your first girlfriend. You can't. You don't hate the man because hate's not. You know, it's not the opposite of love. You get. You'll get past this, and then it, you won't think about it at all. Apathy is the opposite. Right now, I swear I'm listening to Tommy Chong. Who are you, man? So some of these songs are on that beautiful 
double LP package called Love Songs, and they're really not love songs. But uh, so why don't we start uh, trying to prove Paul wrong? Sorry, Paul, we love you, but you know, we 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 unlove you too. So. <laughs> Oh, Unlove You Too. That could be a good George Harrison song for Revolver of the Alternate Mixes. It's Unlove a, You Too. It's a Ruddles number. Unlove You Too. <laughs> Very true. So why don't we start off with the, actually, to what we think is the ultimate um, really unloved song uh, where John actually mentions death. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't really have a love song if there's death in the song. Um, so it's obviously Run For Your Life. Anybody want to take that first? I will. It, you know, first of all, John borrowed the opening line from an Arthur Crudup song, which Elvis did. So that's where he got it from. Um, and, you know, we speak about when he got sued by um, uh, Morris Levy. That one he should have been uh, sued by and wasn't. Uh, yeah. It's still a, a really threatening line to use in, as the opening line in, in the song. You know, I'd rather see you dead little girl than to be with another man. It's about possession and nothing and else. Jealousy and... And it's just, it's, it's, it's so out there. And he sings it like, a, like he's half drunk. And he slur. It sounds like his voice is slightly slurred a little bit. Sounds uh, like a he, Dylan-esque kind of song, that's all. Uh, yeah, but it's because well, the, of the strong. Yeah, that whole, make you tonight. Like, it's very, like... Sloppy vocally. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean, Rob. But it's filled with anger. And <laughs> really? it's, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just, um, I mean, just the sound of it. It just, everything on it sounds angry. George's guitar solo, um, the drumming even. It's just, it, there's just such anger on the song. They captured the moment of how to create a song that matches the feeling of the song. Musically. For me, other than the no, 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 at the end, which yeah. to me is like is like is the Beatles monkeys moment. Um, I agree. I it's it has it has become over the years probably among my least favorite Beatles songs. Really, it's it's definitely ranks as one of them. It it I love the Revolver uh, the Rubber Soul album very much, obviously, um, but that song over the years has has you know. Um, when I was a kid, it was just another song, you know, and stuff like that. I guess I just find it so incongruous with everything else that they said, did, stood for. I mean, you know, well, uh, you hear yeah, the line in, me. no, I'm sorry. It was just, you hear the line in, um, you know, when I was, uh, I, I beat her and kept her apart from the things that she loved, you know, and, and uh, getting better. But to, to hear like a line, like I'd rather see a dead little girl than to be with another man. It's just very... Uh, it's cre it's creepy. It is. It you is know, creepy. You know, That's I, a great I, could, line. I could spend my whole life trying just to make you toe the line. I mean, it's just a. It it, it you know what it sounds it sounds like one of the few times where a Beatle wrote a song as an exercise. It was almost like a, oh let's see if I could do this. Like I'm gonna write like a real mm -hmm. skanky nasty bitch fest of a song, and it sounds like it was one of the few songs that were like written to uh written to written, written to order written to request in a way maybe you know it's just anyway. really nasty like you said it, it's about possession it's about jealousy we know how john was with all that stuff and we'll get right. to other songs where it's there too but just it, 
a lot of these, they're there in the lyrics, but not so blatant like, you know, death. I'd rather see you dead. Um, that, that's a pretty strong sentiment, uh, considering it was the first song written for Revolver uh, or recorded, right? Um, yeah. Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. Uh, sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah. I did it too. That's weird. Anyway. So, I mean, it does have a nice poppy, you know, beat. So, you I'd rather know. see you dead, little girl, than Nibby. Sorry. It's well, it's about them, you know, doing. That, I think you know, someone did a version like that. <laughs> Probably. Probably Pat Boone's version. <laughs> but, you know, the thing about the song is it's just, um, it's sort of, John sort of got away from that style. You know, if you look at I'll Cry Instead and that song, and there was a couple other songs where there's a, there's a lot of anger. You can't do that, where, you know, he, he just had that period, you're right, where he was writing that type of anger songs. You're not sure why. Well, you can't well, do we that. Know as, you can't do that was much earlier, and he right. he never well, tells the chick he's gonna like throw her out a window. He basically says like, you know, if I if if this happens again, I'm gonna leave you. Right. You know, which right. Fair enough. You know, I I don't think that usually requires stitches. Um, <laughs> but depends. But yeah, I guess. But but uh, but run for your life man. is just very. Well, well, John dismissed it in 1980 for the Playboy interview. Yes. He, yeah. he did not like it. He wasn't proud of it. I'm, I think it's a, it's a, I mean, I don't like the topic, but I think it, I just think the, you know, just listen to John's rhythm guitar on it. He is yeah. smashing the hell out of it. It's yeah. like he's taking out the anger, not only in the way he sings it, but in the way he's smashing his guitar. You don't, oh, there's not many songs. Yeah, no, but his, his, the anger in his, his playing of the rhythm guitar is something you don't see a lot in his stuff. You know, he, he, it just, it just rings. It just, I, I, I like the sound of the song. I, I would love to hear the, just the instrumental version. That's you know, Yeah. It's a great, yeah, cause it's, it's, a, it's a great track. Tremendous guitar lick. I mean, it is yeah, an yeah. absolutely tremendous guitar lick. You but know yeah, what though? He, he couldn't have even, uh, that's right. I don't think he could have actually even changed that to, I'd rather see a hurt little girl. That's still no. mean. I mean, whether she's hurt or dead, and I don't mean this, you know, meanly, uh, funny. I'd rather see you cry, little girl, than to be with another man. Nope, doesn't go. It, it doesn't, Why not? Because the way he said, I'd rather see you cry, little it doesn't work. You know, it just, it wouldn't work with the way he sang it. Well, you, I mean, you're correct. It wouldn't work with the same musical arrangement, probably, or, but it's, well, the way he sang it, but. Yeah, but at that point you know. in his life, he wasn't using cry as much. We, we there was a lot of crying in. Rather these, see we'll your head explode than to be. <laughs> I mean, you can get. <laughs> nice. Either way, it's me. So, you want to get well, to another song? Yeah, I, I, I personally like the song a lot. I, um, I, I, I think it's one of the better songs. Also, some people have said it's it's the O.J. Simpson song that it captures his, you know, nice. some. I, and I've used the joke too on my show where you know O.J. From what you read, was very controlling of Nicole, and you know some people have called the "Run for Your Life" the O.J. Simpson song, like me. So, uh, but I stole. But why? It from else, but so. why would you call it that? Like what? Because anyway. because it explains uh, that that relationship. All right, just just I'm going to pull a Rob here and do a one more thing. Um, the way they sing that line or the word, that's the end, little girl. He's like almost emphasizing it, like you know. Shit, that she will be dead. I mean, that's the end. I mean, and it's, you know, it's, it's a cute little, that's the end, uh, sort of like a little Buddy Holly hiccup there, but um, 
it, there's no doubt that he's meaning what they're what he's saying in the, in that. So, but if you think about it, it's funny, and not to do another thing on another thing, but he's also the whole "I'm I'm I'll kill you." <laughs> Goes back to pretty much every blues song ever written. If you think about well, it. Well, yeah. Well, Arthur Crudup. Yeah, but he's but he's doing. But it's not just Arthur Crudup. I mean, I'm talking like before Arthur Crudup. I'm going sure. back to you know, Robert Johnson and all that stuff. I mean, that stuff was all you know. I you know I I saw a shot the bitch like every you know everything <laughs> was you know. I mean, um, you know that was in countless blues songs. So I guess in a way it follows that tradition, but it's not, but it's not a blues song at all. No, no, it's not. It's not. No. Beatles anyway. really didn't do a blues song. So no, couple uh, of times. As, as we know. Um, yeah, no. all right. So, uh, someone want to come up with another one? Uh, I will come up with one. Go ahead, um, Robert, uh, it's a bouncy pop song. A and bouncy it, was one, C. it was one of the last songs recorded for Robert soul. Also, um, and it is, you won't see me. It is. We might mention that when we came up with this list, Mitch and I noticed that nearly like like every song on Rubber Soul qualified. But anyway, yeah, right. no, you're right. You're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, mixed on up emotions album. on that album. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Go ahead, Robert. You won't see me. Is uh, it's about trying to get in contact with someone, but you can't. And then, well, we know who a, Paul was trying to yeah. get in contact with. And then he then then in the middle bridge, he talks about uh. You refuse to even listen. Uh, it, you know, I could, he does the same thing with We Can Work It Out, which we'll get to. I'll get to in a minute, or you guys will. Uh, mm-hmm. But You Won't See Me is, is, has the great background vocals. It just take away from the anger in the song. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, or they just, you know, that's something the Beatles did great was those type of background vocals. But it is not a happy song, though it has a happy feel. And I, yeah, I really does. enjoy, I really enjoy the song also. And, I, and I've actually um, sung it with people and like one, one time in a car I was driving with someone else and I started to sing it and she sang along the, 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 the harmony part. And then she afterwards said, that's such a sad song. And you don't think about it until you like start looking at the words that it is kind of a very sad song. But it, it's got, it's almost got, because it's so full of the harmonies and the ooh la la la, yeah, yeah. that whole, it's, it's kind of a lot of doo-wop songs were like that. A lot of doo-wop songs was, you know, oh she left me, oh she left me, and I'm done. And the and the background's going oop sha la la, oop sha la bouncy and jumpy and and you know, uh but it was miserable. You know, it was about like the girl leaves or or you know I, but the one line I never understood in that song was the the I wouldn't mind if I knew what I was missing. Like, oh absolutely, I know what it means. Where's it going? Like, well, uh, first of all, let me just give you my let me give you my take, and then we'll get to that. Jane was living in Bristol, uh, doing some, I'm going to say West End or whatever. Jane Asher, actress Jane Asher. Yes, he was dating at the time, and a lot of the songs he wrote allegedly about her. We'll say allegedly, but he couldn't get in touch with her, so he wrote this song, and you know he's frustrated, but also he he didn't mind getting you know not being able to get in touch with her. If he knew what he was missing, it's curious. What is she doing? Well, you know, he can't, he, he's. Oh, I see. I mean, if I knew what I was curiosity thinking, thing. Like, what are you up to at this point? Correct. And, right. and that he's not there. Right. He's, he's not there. I'm not there. I can't get in touch with you. I wouldn't mind not being able to get in touch with you, but so I don't know. I'm going to go have sex with Francine Schwartz then and come back. <laughs> then 
see well, where you, you are. Can. Two years Caldwell. later. A few years later. Or was that no? Who was he dating? It wasn't he dating somebody else besides uh, Paul was that, dating that at sixty-five. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Paul was dating. Okay. Allegedly had an open relationship with Jane, which we'll get to other. Songs. She didn't know that, but no. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that's the reason actually that most people think she went to Bristol. Uh, because there were a bunch of arguments, and that's in a couple other songs, which we'll get to. You think but, she did the Tony? It's, it's curiosity. That's what it is. I, I don't, yeah, I don't talk to you, but I just don't know what you're doing. Are you right. doing your plays? Are you doing someone? <laughs> you know, I don't know. And he's no, so, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. He's frustrated. You know, he really is. Is, is the relationship over? Who yeah, knows? Sixty-five. He had to change the line from "If I knew who you were screwing," and he had to. <laughs> no, but else in. It was just, if you look at the line, if you look at it, though the days are few, they're filled with tears. And since I lost you, it feels like years. Yeah. So he's it's he's pretty much conceding that it's over. I lost yeah. you. It's not like I lost you, and you're going to come back after you finish with your plays. It it feels like years. Okay. He, he hasn't gotten in touch with her for a while. Well, but. it's also lost you could be also construed in a way as lost, lost touch with you. But Maybe. you are right. I mean, by now he was, you know, I guess he's licking his wounds by the time he gets to for no one on the next album. But Well, he's licking something. He's licking something. But no, but, <laughs> but, but the thing about it, this, this, unlike you, unlike Run For Your Life, this yeah. is really such a great song. It's such a, yeah. this is what, I mean, R Rubber Soul is a, a brilliant, brilliant album, and this is just such a a great song. But he's telling and her to act already. her age, and you know he doesn't know why she's doing things. So you know he's telling her, you know, please act your age, and and you know. But he also says, and what was their age at the time? Wasn't she even? She was younger than him, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what was he? Twenty three. <laughs> and she was nineteen or twenty. Yes, yeah, act your age. She she kind of was actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and but he's so he has so much angst that he's saying and i will lose my mind if i don't see you if you won't yeah. see me so it's yeah. it's so weird so it's it's sort of like it's not unlove of her it's her sort of like turning the tables on him but it's funny She's, i always i always got out of the title the you won't see me and, yeah. and this was night you know young and naivete but it always i always had this imagination of you know he couldn't get through to her so he was going to her house no, he was oh, going to her house. I never thought that. And it was basically like, you know, and, and damn it, you're good. I'm going over there, so you better see me. And if, if not, you know, if, if you won't see me, I don't know what I'll do. You see, I had but, the opposite of that. I always thought it was, you know, I, I can't get in touch with you. Now I'm gone. You won't see me. Bye-bye. Yeah, but, it, but it's yeah, a little absolutely. time. There's a little time in it because uh, that line about time after time, you refuse to even listen. Right. Turns so out, there's, though, there's a little bit of a thing yeah. to her. Wow, you won't see me. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's yeah. so there's different ways to interpret it. Yeah, there's, there's three, different, there's three right different ways to interpret it, which is right. kind of cool. And yeah. but it turns out that, I mean, I think he was saying, "You won't see you me." You won't see me. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think it was the question. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna take my calls. You won't see me. What? Yeah. What's going on? So, yeah. Tony, you want to give another one? But but one thing uh, that uh -oh. song. Ooh La La's ended up in so, um, sad songs by Elton John. Yeah, the Ooh. exact. Wow. Yeah, yeah, those. those well, sad songs do say so much. Yes, wow. they do. And that's a that's a sad song too. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my favorite Beatles song, in case 
Any of our listeners don't know what my Mary opinion. Jane had a pain at the party. What if Mary Jane had a pain at the party? I mean, what's in Mary Jane? Mary Jane is just in pain, and no one loves her, and no, and she's um, at a party, and she's at a party. <laughs> Rob's party. <laughs> when the yeah, White Elf is playing. That's why she's in that's why she's having a pain. Right. Yeah, she it's the song's not on the White Album. She's well upset. <laughs> wow. Rob's playing the whole White Album that everybody's getting depressed <laughs> at his party. All right. No, um <laughs> I I'm gonna go with uh with Andy Bird can sing. Um it's not so much a, a, a of a you know a mean spirited uh, no. I don't love you. Um, but it's sort of, you know, to say to someone that you love, you know, uh, you sort of, you sort of feel you're, you're out of here because there are other things that have more importance or have more, you know, predominance in, take in, precedence. Your, in your, take precedence in your life. You know, that's a really fascinating, you know, this is not your traditional love song. And w- when we first put this list together, that's how I was thinking about it. It's like, these are not love songs. These mm. are very untraditional. As they may bring up the topic of love or wanting to be with somebody, but um, but "And Your Bird Can Sing" always struck me as just you know. But what um, lines? Well, the 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 "I'll Be Round" is sort of just saying, you know what, uh, I'm I'm you know when your prized possessions start to weigh you down, look in my direction. I'll be round. I'll be round. It's kind of just like. Isn't it more reassuring, though, than unloved? No, I think it's more, I I don't look at it as reassuring. I look at it as, you know what, when you're mature enough to deal with a real relationship, I'll be here. But until then, this this isn't love. But it's so funny you say that, Tony, because most of these other songs we're going to talk about are the Beatles acting like babies, so to speak, and telling them we could do whatever we want and you can't. But now we're yeah. telling you now, John and is telling you, you know, when you when you can act your age, so to speak, like Paul just said, then talk to me and I'll be there. Listen to what you said, though. It's interesting. It's the same idea. It's, it's Paul saying, you know, act your age. And and this is in a way, I guess you're right. It's like John saying the same thing. Yeah, but you know, they, they all age. didn't act their age. No, of course not. I guess or, you know what? I guess they did, because what were we doing when we were 22, 23 and 25? Precisely. That's the point. Right. You know? so, right. It's not like well, they're 40 and, we, and have three kids and, and now it's being like act your age. Yeah. No, they were 20 and 21 and 22 and five. Well, they yeah, right. Their own back then, back then when you were younger, you, you expected to do more things like get married much younger too. So that's true. Know, that's, that is part of it. I, I, right. I, I think that song is, um, and your bird can sing. I think you're right, Tony. It's about if you want, I'll be over here if you ever want to come back. But uh, at the same time, you know, and your bird can sing, but it don't get me. So right. uh, that's, I, it, I'm not impressed by what you've got is what he basically John is saying in that song. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So. And so to me, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's not an unloved song, meaning, you know, I hate you. It's an unloved song, meaning like love, love can't work here. Yeah, not, yeah, it's not, not happening here. Love's love ain't working. Yeah, so that's how I've always. But it could work. That. Right, right. If you just grow up and get rid of your, you know. Yeah. Get rid of Frank Sinatra's tallywhacker. I don't know what. <laughs> the bird. The bird can't sing. <laughs> the bird, baby. The bird can sing, baby. Anyway. Yeah, right. The Sorry. bird. What's the bird? The word. <laughs> the bird's the word. The bird. The word. Anyway. All right. Anyway, let's move on. So um, here's one. Another Paul one. We'll get to some George later, but 
another Paul one, which is, <laughs> hello, uh, talk about open relationship. Uh, and it's such a great song, happy and peppy and bursting with unlove, um, <laughs> is another girl. <laughs> I mean, another girl. I didn't have that I on have my got list. I another have girl. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he. I don't think he was so blatantly saying, "I've got another girl," like besides you at the same time. I think yes, he song, was. No, I think in the song he was basically just saying, you know, <laughs> no, done with you. Next, you know, moving oh, no, on. Because you know. listen, he, he's he, first of all he's saying, "For I have got another girl." Yeah. Then he says. I don't want to say that I've been unhappy with you, but I have another girl. Come on. <laughs> he'll keep her on the, he'll keep her there. I mean, wow. you know, you will always be my friend, but you know, the other girl. Thick and, through thick and then she will always be my friend. Well, it says, for I have got another girl who will love me till the end. Through thick and thin, she will always be my friend. So that's right. the other girl. Right. So, so he's saying, I'll be with you, but anytime you step out of line, I'm with the other girl. I'm with the <laughs> I mean, come on. You can't start off a song with, for I have got another girl. Another girl. <laughs> You're making me say that I've got nobody but you. But, oh, as, that's right. but as from today, I've got someone that's new. I mean, so. It's, a, it's a great and, slap in the face. Well, it is. And the way you, and the, because Tony, you said it's, he's not like I have, you know, I'm, I'm moving on. No, because. <laughs> You're making me say that I've got nobody but you. So you know what? He's, he can have anybody he wants. That doesn't mean she can. We don't know the other side of the story. But, but that's very funny, though. I never just that opening line. Is it, you're making me say, you know. Uh, no, I have got. No, no, no but I'm girl. saying. You know, right. You're making me say that I've got nobody but you. But yeah. as from today, I've got somebody. I never thought of that that way, that you're making me say that I've got nobody but you. But, but I'm telling you, today. I got another girl. Yeah, by the way, I bet you got a chick on the side, as, as the Pointer Sisters would have said. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's just a weird... Well, I always thing. thought it was about leaving a girl, not that I had someone on the side. I thought it was like, uh, you know, here is, I got, you're gone, I, I have a new one. You I always thought so, too, but you're, you're cert Mitch is certainly making me reevaluate that. Well, no, but it, because, because he's saying, you're making me say I've got nobody but you, but as from today, which we hate the English on that, by the way, but, but as from today, and what is this I've story? got somebody that's new. That doesn't mean he's leaving her. It's just that he, you know, he's saying, I got you, and as of today, I got someone else, too. So, you know, and, and, and I'm not and unhappy that. with you. Now, look, it may be that he does. He, you may be right. <clears throat> He may be leaving her, and it may be, okay, I'm moving on with someone new. Right. He says, you know, I don't want to say I've been unhappy with you, but. But then why is he going? <laughs> like, in other words, he's just a right, whoremonger. He just, exactly. <laughs> it's that open relationship but, thing. But <laughs> I, you're I'm missing. I'm happy you're with missing, you, but I want someone new. You're missing the line, though. It, it goes, I ain't no fool, and I don't take what I don't want, or I've got another girl. That is, that is the end of a relationship right there. You know, he's, he's saying, like, I don't need it? this. I don't need this. Well, he, yeah, in but why? Breath, he's saying, I, I'm, it's not to say that I've been unhappy with you. Yeah. But I, I just don't want you. Right, right. It's, it's over. Really, that's what he's saying. That's, that's what he's an saying. old shoe thing, man. That is one cast off deal, man. That is just bye bye, woman. My ass is out of here. It's a very wow. weird, and it's yeah. again under the guise of a really great pop song. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's, the way it just starts off energy-wise, you know, for I have got, it's great. And, and then he runs away with the girl who's 
Rusty <laughs> rubs on the beach by mistake. In the yes. video. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, watch Help and slow it down frame by frame. When he's playing right, the right. girl, so to speak, he actually brushes against her breast and makes an expression like, <laughs> so you got to watch it because you know, he's that, 23 and he's and he's feeling up someone. And if that had happened now, it would have been, you know, lawsuit, end of career. You know, it's, it's a different, different times. Yeah, definitely is. Anyway. Well, he that was very innocent, though. It's okay. so funny. It was. It was. So, yeah. But it's funny because that's that scene is so innocent. Yeah. Yet yeah. the song he's singing <laughs> Is really not so right, right, right. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Well, I, I that was did. almost a video spit take. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny that we we keep you know you think that John is the angry guy, but uh, or the unloved guy, but you know what? I have another Paul McCartney song. Go for uh, it. <laughs> going back to Rubber Soul, I'm looking through you, Oof. which is <laughs> the a title. Great, it's a great song about you know, ending a relationship, you know, yeah. I'm looking through you. Where did you go? I but thought the, I knew you. What did I know? But, and you this don't one look blame, different, but this one you blame, have changed. Yeah. Right. Um, it's on the, her. This time the blame's totally on the other person. Yeah. Right. And love has a nasty habit of, of disappearing overnight. That's now, like, is that I'll a threat you. from her to him? No, that's him saying it's over. He's saying that, you know what, this is Why this did is you not treat me right? Love no, has right. a nasty habit of... That's it. Oh, that's is it. it Right, but I why did she not treat right? did it, I think it's saying that she did it to him. Yeah, correct. Why but is tell he now, me why but did is, not treat right, me but right? But is he threatening her now, saying, no, you screwed no, no. me over? Now, love has a nasty habit of saying goodbye. No, I think, I think what he's trying to say there is, you know, why tell me why did you not treat me right? And I think it's just an observation. Like, you know, now I'm, I'm all of a sudden, you know, being taught this lesson that love has a nasty habit of disappearing overnight. Well, you know, a little a, back. A, sorry, go ahead, Rob. It's, it's a nasty habit. That's the beautiful line of that whole song. Yeah. It's a nasty habit of disappearing overnight, which is how, in many cases, love ends. All of a sudden, you wake up and you say, holy crap, what am I still doing here? And it's over. And I just love that song. And I love the way that song got put together because the, the middle eight wasn't there in the first take, or, you know, the yeah. version that's on Anthology 2. And then that, to me, that, that middle eight makes the whole damn song. Well, uh, a little backstory on this, guys, because I was reading up on it, and Paul does, Paul does explain a lot about his songs in uh, the Barry Miles biography. Right, many, uh, years from many years from now. He did say that, again, this was Jane was far away from him in Bristol again, and he was disillusioned with everything. And he says, quote, you know, I was very selfish. And he said, you know, she kept pulling away. And he said, leave then, I'll find someone else. He was very cocky. He actually said, that's a quote, leave then, I'll find someone else. So, right. you know, and then he said, but it was really shattering to him to be without her. So it's you know kind of, you know, again, he was Paul McCartney. He is Paul McCartney. He could, at that time, he could have anybody he wanted and he kept threatening her, you know, not threatening like physical violence, uh, threatening her, whether it's in song or wherever. And then he missed her. So, you know, even though, you know, sometimes it's, it's a dual sword, a uh, dual edged sword, you know, um, fame, you know, he, he could have had any road he wanted, but as we'll see in a different song by George, but um, you know, I, I think in this case, um, he, he, 
There's a lot of emotional baggage on Paul's part. He's disillusioned with her commitment, I think. And, you know, he's saying, I'm, 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 I might leave. But so I think but, it is a threat. Do you but think about, oh, I'm sorry, go, you go first. Sorry, I'll go. Do, do you think that there's a, um, considering Paul's situation with the Ashers and talk about getting really, really personal. Yeah. Do you think that the line in the song makes reference to their class difference? You were above me, but not today. No, I just think because he's, I think he's looking down on her, not class system, but I think he's looking down on her. Like you were above me, meaning like you were, I always looked at you like a, a deity. And now since I'm not happy with you, you're just one of the girls. You, or you, maybe you it's put, also, you, oh, sorry, Rob. You put her on the pedestal. Right. She's and, above you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. now, now that you don't love her anymore, or it's, it's not as good. Um, she's just there with the rest of the girls that you can have, so to speak. Or is it an admission in a way too of, you know, you're thinking of me the same old way you were above me. Like you, you were, you were, how do I put it? Oh, she's you just, were, you just, were treating me maybe better than I was treating you. I think she's not just today. treating like him like a normal person. Yeah. And, and he's Paul McCartney, the Beatle. He well, said it in himself. I was yeah. cocky and selfish. So, and, and also, if you look at both John and Paul, you know, when they got, well, when Paul first gets actually married, but after a long relationship with Jane and John goes with Yoko, they're always together every day. You know, the, you know, John and Yoko have to be together. Paul and Linda have to be together. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was just part of their, their characters. It's um, of who they are. It's, it's nice to have someone there looking out for you the way they're always in the spotlight. And of course, both but Yoko in, and Linda took uh, shots from everyone, partly because of that. But I think the thing is that you have to figure they, they both gave up their own lives for their respective Beatle men at that point, whereas Jane Asher was not going to do that. You know? Right. No, I mean, exactly. Yoko's career was restarted in a different way, albeit in a different way. Yeah. But Linda gave up a, a very promising career to be a Beatle wife. Yes, she did. You know, really. That was her was, choice, though. Absolutely. And like Rob said, they loved each other. You know, I mean, undeniable. Yoko loved John and Paul loved yep. Linda. They, those were not marriages of convenience. No. But, um, but yeah, it's funny. But, but that's, that's why the whole thing with Jane never worked, I guess. But anyway. She wanted to have her own it. life. She, she didn't want to be tied down to being a Beatle wife. Right, right. And well, Paul didn't just, like that. Or maybe just not tied down in, in general. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm not getting into... No, no, it's a Beatle. Right, uh, after our about, Beatle bondage episode, coming up in a couple of, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Tony, how about you? Wow. Um, yeah, you know, another one that, that, uh, that is, it a, um, is it a love song? Is it, is it not? Um, is the first one on our list chronologically is not a second time. Oh. From Meet the Beatles. Um, I mean, the it's an Aeolian cadence. The Aeolian cadences. Um, which John admitted in 1980 still that he had no, no idea. idea what the hell sounded like exotic birds. No clue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, not a second time again. One probably one of my top five Beatles songs or top ten Beatles songs at least. But yeah, I mean, just that line. You know, um, you hurt me then, you are back again. You know, it's it's just um, it's just such a fat. And, and the the thing about not a second time. Is like when you're a kid and you're hearing that song, 
you're almost you're almost bracing yourself because that song is such a really a universal a universal you know theme concept universal theme you get you get you know beat down in a relationship <laughs> and invariably there's always one of those relationships where you've gotten beat down and then the person comes back and says I'm really sorry that I just beat the hell out of you emotionally I'm back you know and you go oh okay and you let him back in again and what happens you get the crap beat out of you again emotionally and I, I always thought this was really sort of like not only being trapped in a controlling relationship because they are controlling you because they're back again and they're controlling your emotions yeah but i i it's all but is he being wounded by someone who who ended the relationship and, and yes yeah I think so. So yeah, and, I, I, then, and also he's showing his vulnerable side. It's not an unloved song really, but it's an unloved song on the other side. Yeah. Um, but the, he's showing his vulnerability because the first thing he says is, you know, you made me cry. John Lennon, the tough teddy boy, John, there's a lot of songs where he says, mentions crying and um, you know, so misery. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I see no reason why I cry for you. I mean, so there's a bunch, you know, uh, I, again, you've changed your mind, but I don't see any reason to change mine. So he's being controlled and he doesn't like that. He's, you know, he's very, he's, I think he's being wounded by that. You know? Well, it's, it's that it's having the fortitude. It's having the emotional strength to actually say no, no not a second time. No, 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 not a second. Yeah, time. right. Not, not I mean, being you know, funny. It's, it's emphatic, right? Exactly. You know, yeah. no, no, no. Because and at the end, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, but the, no. but the funny part of all those, and again, I'm reading into it, but this is what we do, and this is from an emotional standpoint, from the delivery, from the way it's coming out of his mouth. There, when the song ends and the fade out happens, me growing up, the thought always went through my head: he's going to go back to her. Because oh, yeah. it's, maybe it's me thinks thou doth protest too much by the end of the no 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 yeah no, right. no, not a second time no 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 and the to the fade out and and she's gonna just you know she'll plant one on him and he's back you know it's well it's, again we're talking here. at yeah. that point we're talking about a twenty three year old who wow. who you know again when I was twenty three I mean I won't say what I went back for but. Uh, I went back, you know, and it just, that's what you do. You can well, write all you want about it and you're still going to, you know, they can just go, oh, puppy eyes. And you go, oh, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and you're going right back to them. So, you know, we have to take it from that point of where they were at the time and how old they were um, or how young they were. Yeah. So, you know, from that perspective. So it's a little difficult. Well, you know what? You know, both uh – uh uh, not a second time ends with no, 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 and so does uh, Run for Your Life. And oh, wow, the, yeah, that's weird. They're kind of you know opposite songs, but in yes, you know, but he might go back to her in this one. In Run for Your Life, they're gonna not find the body parts. Yeah, yeah. And I always <laughs> thought that I'll Cry Instead could be a very good uh, sequel to Not a Second Time. Maybe sort of he regaining his uh, composure, even though he does cry in that song too. Yeah, I'll Cry Instead. Yeah. So not a second time. Like I say, still one of my all time favorite tracks, M M Mr. Axelrod. Yeah. You know, let's, let's do one that uh, in the beginning I talked about, uh, it could be a, a, a good rocker. Uh, let's talk about I'm down. 
Now, again, I'm down could be very ambiguous, so I'm saying it right off the bat. Some of these lyrics are have nothing to do with anything in terms of unlove, but a lot of them do. I mean, you again, tell lies thinking I can't, that's I can't it. see. But, but man buys ring, woman throws away. I guess. Well, all right, let's go through it. Right. Can't get more like, I have got another girl. It's you tell lies thinking I can't see. You can't cry because you're laughing at me. So not only is she's telling him lies, but she's he's crying and she's laughing at him. She's kicking going, the man oh. while he's down. Oh, yeah, definitely kicking him. And it's it's such a but it's great. I mean, every single Beatle musically is on their game, a game here. But and Paul is, you know, just screaming the crap out of this. But how can you laugh when you know I'm down? I mean, and then they repeat, how can you laugh? Like, it's <laughs> almost like they're they're kicking him, too, <laughs> you know? But I mean, and then I guess the part that really gets me is we're all alone and there's nobody else, but you still moan, keep your hands to yourself. So two things about that. She doesn't want him, even though they're alone. Right. And he's still Paul McCartney that probably didn't happen that often when he was rejected. But I think the word moan actually is very weird in this sense. And I don't mean it like, you know, I mean, I mean it sexually, but I'm not trying to be funny here, but you still moan. Like, I guess mm. for lyrical, you know, you're not going to say, you still say, but, you know, well, you that, moan. The, so she's, they're still in the act. It's almost like, you know, Day Tripper, you're, you get me halfway there. Um, right. He took me halfway there. But, or it's that, it's that, <laughs> Never mind. No, no, don't. We, okay, yeah, watch out. It's that this. middle of the night wood thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> morning wood high. No, um, morning wood high. Just but go, no, oh, but I mean, no, it gave me an No, but it's such a weird, weird choice of words. You still moan. They're they're alone. She doesn't want him. He has to keep his hands to himself. But yes, she's still moaning. So it's a little. But, but it, she's not moaning. She's moaning like keep your hands no. to yourself, like that. You know, oh, like, really? Like that? Wine. Are you doing? Like, yeah, That's yeah. a Long Island wine you have there, Rob. <laughs> like, thank you, thank you. I'm from Long Island. Look that up. So, but go ahead. I understand where you're coming from, Mitchell. It's uh, you know, I can't think of a better word than moan. You know, you're right. You, it's, know? you can't say you still say keep your hands. Right, still. right. It doesn't work. You still moan. It has a better effect, especially yeah. since they're alone. And it's, right, right. it's sort of like we're all alone and you still moan. It rhymes. I, I get it. Uh, but it, it is a weird choice if you're thinking about <laughs> the song lyrically and not just as a good rocker. Technically, no, from the Rodgers and Hammerstein perspective, it rhymes <laughs> better than else and self. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. <laughs> but he's yelling, oh, baby, I'm down. I'm down on the ground. And she's still laughing. You know, she's wow. his ass. So, she, but it's also the, the whole man buys ring, woman throws woman it just away. just throws it away. What, the, what do you mean the same old thing happens every day? No, it doesn't. It, well, maybe for him it did. Oh, you maybe. Know, as a writer, maybe how many times did he uh, ask? Uh, we won't say. Well, maybe. I don't, I don't remember how many times he actually asked Gene Asher. I know they got engaged once, but that was just publicly. Yeah, maybe there was another two or three that she wasn't ready at that point. No, but we I don't even know if it's her. We but don't. I, you're right. It could I, I be also, just Paul making it up. Right. True. But, but it also, if you think about it, in 60s, and I, I say this bringing it back to when it was written, yep. you know, 60s movies, people, like, you'd always see, like, you know, oh, I've known her for three weeks. We're engaged. Like, yes. it's always yeah. like, you know, the guy behind the girl goes, oh, no, I can't marry you, you know, and, and, 
Why are you British now? <laughs> there were British movies that I used to see. I don't know. I got a flag behind me. It's inspiring. But um, oh, okay. I but, got a heart uh, with a bandaid. It's hurting. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's if you think about it, it you know it was same old thing happened every day. The people were like they would ask people to marry them after knowing them for like three four weeks. You know, it wasn't like now where you know you you. But not everybody laughs. Not everybody's laughing, you know. No, but I'm just still saying, you know, the whole. Uh, no, you're right. The same old thing happens every day. Back then, it, I guess it did, really, you know. But there's, there's, you know, the, the lyrics have to come from somewhere. You know, it's not like I am the walrus, Goo Goo right? That's, you know, obviously Semolina Pilchard climbing up the Eiffel Tower. You can make those up, right? right? right. But you're not making up stuff like you know we're all alone and there's nobody else it's got to come from somewhere so maybe it's coming from experience his own or somewhere else you know it does i don't know but it's just a, it to me you know he's being treated disrespectfully in a big way on this one so well you, you bring up that that's you know it has to come from somewhere john it's always been thought that every lyric john ever wrote came out of his soul where paul just made stuff up well, in this case so far, the stuff we've talked about with Paul as the main writer, yeah. they're coming from some, it's, if it should, it sounds like it's coming from somewhere. Maybe Paul yeah. doesn't admit to it, or maybe we haven't seen enough interviews where he has said it. But if you think about it, it is coming from somewhere. You yeah. know, as, as it's easier to knock Paul for his lyrics than John because the way John talked about his songs. Paul doesn't talk about songs the way John does. It's either personal experience or or someone else's, a friend's experience. Because he could be writing about friends too, we don't know. Yeah. We always assume it's about Jane or about this one, but who knows? You know what, I think it's about Jerry Morrison. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) On that note. And now finally, the secret McCartney Marston (laughs) affair. (laughs) I don't think so. Not the affair, they were hanging out with Jerry and he said, oh, I. You know, my girlfriend just laughed at me. I oh, gave her a ring. And Paul's writing down, you know, oh, that's a great line. That's I gotta make that a line. <laughs> no, he, he said, you know, you should take the ferry across the Mersey. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Don't let the sun go down on you. Oof, anyway. <laughs> well, wait. Elton don't let John the sun catch you, you crying. <laughs> Sorry. Don't let the well, sun catch you crying. <laughs> and then go down on you. And then go down. <laughs> Elton was aired, Elton was aired no. 63 with Dick James. I didn't mean that. Seven years early. Anyway, on that note, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with more Beatles unlove songs. Yes, unlove songs, folks. We'll be right back on the Fab Four Free For All. Hi, folks. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All. As Mitch has mentioned several times, the cast of Fab Four Free For All do not profit in any way doing these shows for all of you. In fact, we actually lose money because of studio time and other production expenses. Now, we have looked into show sponsors, but for a number of reasons, we've decided it would be in the best interest of all of us, including you, our listeners, not to have sponsored ads in our shows. So, what we've done is set up a Patreon account. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows artists to obtain funding from patrons on a recurring basis. Now, it can be as little or as much as you think you can send to us, for the work that we put into providing quality Fab Four free-for-all shows. Now, we know that we have thousands of worldwide listeners, and if each of you just contributed a dollar a month, that's just 25 cents per episode, we would have enough to retire and not have to do these shows. (laughs) Sorry. Seriously, though, we've gotten some great feedback from everyone about how much these shows mean to you, and we feel the same way. But it would be nice if we could break even in terms of costs so that we can continue to bring these shows to you in a timely fashion. 
Yeah, I know, we can be delayed every once in a while, but that's because, as John Lennon so beautifully said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But we do vow to make every effort to have a quality show to you every week. We only ask that everyone go and visit Patreon.com to at least check out what it's all about and to see if you can contribute a little something in return for all the hard work and effort that we put into these shows for you. Just do a search for Fab Four Free For All and tell us that you give a buck about what we do. Thanks to all of you for being such great loyal listeners. And we are back. And we have different backgrounds. Check it out. Look at that. Pretty daisies about love for mine. Yeah, okay. All of a sudden he became British during the break. Uh, But anyway, uh, we are back to... What was that? I took the flag away. It made me go. Uh, well, you know, I can't even, I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, um, we are talking about Beatles unloved songs. We were t- before the break, we ended with I'm down and uh, Rob, you want to take another one for us? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Paul again. Yeah. It's oh, a lot of, it's a lot. You, you don't expect Paul, but yeah. Um, I'll follow the sun. That's which, interesting one, which yeah. was not on the list. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't get your list. So anyway, to me, I'll Follow the Sun is a great goodbye song. It's, you know, one day you'll look to see I've gone, but tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun. So he's not sticking around for any crap. He's saying goodbye already, and he knows it's going to rain. So he, he's, he's out already. It's, it's, it's a very mature song for a song written in 1960. But is he? But is he? He was 16, I think he said he wrote in the parlor of. Uh, okay, well. I'm, but let me okay. ask you a question, though. That, and that, that's about uh, what, what about that is an unloved song? I mean, he's saying goodbye. She didn't do anything wrong, evidently. But now, uh, you know, he's just saying, and now, you know, uh, so my love, I must go, you know? Yeah. Um, although I lose a friend in the end, you will know. So I don't know if it's an unloved song. He's just, he's just saying goodbye to a friend. Well, it's, it's, it's really, if you really think about it, yes, it's a, quote, mature song for a young person to write. But it's, it's filled with ambiguity, really, if you try to figure out what exactly it means. I always thought it was about leaving, about leaving. But he does say, and so yeah. my love, I must go. So maybe yeah. not just a friend. You're right. Okay. Yeah, but right. And though I lose a friend, in the end, you will know. You'll, you'll oh. know that I was the one and you let me go. Well, oh, okay. That type of thing. Right, right, right. I was the one. Right, right, right. And tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, maybe. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Wow. Not okay. one I would have thought of, but okay. a good choice. Thank you, Tony. So, um, let's give let's give Ringo his. Um, back to Rubber Soul again, and what goes on? But it's not really Ringo. Well, he he wrote three no, words. No, but he wrote yeah, well, I know it's, it's really doing the lead vocal. I'm just still saying yeah. it's, it's the only Ringo vocal on our list. Um, but yeah, I mean, um. It's basically, it's so easy for a girl like you to lie. I mean, that, the, that's a great country song lyric. Just right well, off yeah. to Ringo's country song loving mentality. You know, it, it's so easy for a girl like you to lie. Like even the way he says it, you know. Right. Um, you know, I could feel my future fold. What another great little well, bit. Yeah, when I see you with him, I could feel my future fold. Yeah. It, it's weird. It, he's getting jilted. Uh, and she's openly right. cheating right in front of him. Yeah. Openly cheating on him. Wow. So what goes on? You're tearing me apart. 
But she's like totally just just doing it like, haha. It's sort of like Paul with his open relationship. I'll find someone else. I got another girl. Well, she's saying, I got someone here and I'm cheating on you and, and it doesn't matter to me. And he's saying, wait, what goes on? And that's, that's funny because, you know, having been written by John, um, it's always, he's always been the controlling one. And, yeah. uh, well, not always, not always. A lot. No. Well, I guess uh, Norwegian Wood. He was Norwegian Wood. Yeah. But then he and burns you, our house down. <laughs> and, and how do you think this song would have played if, if John had sung it? Oh, I don't know. You know, it plays it different with Wingo. It, yeah, the demo is, is, is there. And, but, I mean, obviously it's a demo, but, you know, Ringo has, uh, yeah, well, Ringo, you know, he's singing it like Ringo would, but how would John have sung it if he was a little angrier? Um, you know, it, it has a lot of John-isms in it. You know, tell me why, and, you know, he used that phrase again for, the song Tell Me Why, uh, which came after actually what, what goes on was written. So um, but, but it's, it, it's interesting how you, how you look at a song differently because a different singer sings it. But disrespect. I, I used to think of no one else, but you were just the same. You didn't even right. think of me with, as someone with a name. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was just always, someone you were tossing aside after, you know. It was, always, it was always just take you down there. You know? no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Sometimes we don't know what goes on on this show. <laughs> all right, what goes on? Right. Uh, wow, all right. So, please me, right? I know. <laughs> well, it's please. Please me. <laughs> like I please you, right. Anyway, uh, is it my turn again? It's your turn again. Uh, yes, you know, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to go with, uh, with uh, well, there's not, uh, all right. How about the song that Tony and I make fun of all the time? Um, <laughs> you? All the time. It, you? It's Paul's song, What You're Doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one where they just, they don't care at the, at the end. John and George just go, bleh, 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 whatever. Um, I mean, it's, look what you're doing. I'm feeling blue and lonely. Would it be too much to ask of you what you're doing to me? Like, again, the girl's like, screw you. I, I know you're a Beatle, but you know what? And, and is it Jane? I don't know. Is, he, is, is his lover not being attentive to him? I, I don't know. He's Obviously lying. lying. He's lying. because she, Well, it says, please stop your lying. You've got me crying. No, again, you've got me crying. Lying and, yeah, crying. <laughs> now, again, this could be fictional. We don't know. But it's still, whether it comes from his own experience or someone else's, it, it's still like they, they can't. I'm going to say this. I know it's going to go. They can't have their cake and eat it too, so to speak. They really can't. And a lot of the girls are that they were dating or it were writing Sales. about, thinking about or whatever. seemed like they were pretty strong personalities. Yeah. Because, you know, these people yeah. are now lying to them. And, and by this time, you know, we're talking late 64 when this was written. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, they, they become established already as the Beatles and they're still getting lied to. And, you know, but I've been waiting here for you, wondering what you're going to do. And should you need to love that true, it's me. So he obviously loves her or is in love with her or something to that effect. And he's waiting, but she's still lying to him and making him feel blue and lonely. So and he's saying, come on, what are you doing? And back to like, not to critique Beatles songwriting again, but back to the Rogers and Hammerstein, you know, you've got me running and there's no, no fun in 
Oh, that's great. That's a great. I love that. What gets me is it is it's it's freaking great. But if if you (laughs) if you brought that to like a a I'm going for lessons in how to write songs. You get bitch slapped for that. Oh, yeah, that's not <laughs> typical. You know, you, you got me running and there's no fun in it. Like, what, what is that? That doesn't rhyme with anything except Inuit. You know, I mean, I am an Inuit. I don't know. But, <laughs> but it works. I, I always love that. I always love that. It's that brilliant. Part of it's it. a yes, brilliant yes. piece of, of weird songwriting. But these but strong women are, are dissing the Beatles. Yeah. It's pretty funny. And, yeah, well, that was, you know, Aunt Mimi was no uh, soft-hearted. Uh, no, no, no. Willow, and, no, uh, no. You know, from what we gathered, uh, Paul's mom was, uh, you know, she was a nurse. You know, she had to be a little tougher than normal people. So, no, right. Robert, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of something real. I'm sorry. Lo- what's the core? What's the hook in that song? What's the? I've been waiting here for you. Yeah, I've been waiting here for you. Wondering what. Wondering you're what you're gonna do, and should you need to love that show? I, I couldn't remember the wondering what you're gonna do. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I know I, maybe maybe that didn't fit in necessarily because I guess in a way it's a love song because he's just enough of a sucker that he's he's still waiting. Again, we've gone through other songs tonight that they're waning. They're waiting. Yeah. Waiting rather. Right. Waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry. They're waiting, and guess what? The girls yeah. don't care. The girls don't care. They ain't coming back. Right. No. So good point. Robert. Uh, I was going to pick another song uh, from Paul again, but like, let's break it up a little bit. Um, I'm picking sexy Sadie. Ooh. Um, Mm. because, because he, I mean, if it was Maharishi, which was the original, uh, song title and even probably some lyrics, uh, but he changed it to sexy Sadie. And it's about another girl, uh, in the Norwegian wood way. You know, the what latest and the greatest of them all. Yeah. Sexy Sadie, what have you done? You've made a fool of everyone. So to me, Sexy Sadie, there's a, there's a lot of anger in that song. But uh, not at a girl. Well, her name is Sadie. It's not like it's I know, uh, but he changed Freddy. it instead of, you know, Maharishi, what have you done? He, he stated that. So it's not really an right. unloved song. It's an unloved song about what happened to them with the Maharishi, but I'm not but, sure. But he placed it in a, in a, with a woman, which changed the, the feel of the song. I, if this was 1971, it would have came out like, how do you sleep? You know, directly going after the original Maybe. target. But in 1968, you know, Paul and George said, Hey, let's not write about the Maharishi like this. Let's change it. And, and John was wise enough to change it. And, you know, um, before you know, I knew it had take, anything to do whatsoever with the Maharishi, I thought that when you got to the line, she came along to turn on everyone. I thought it was somebody who was bringing them acid. Right. Like a pusher, but a girl, yeah, like, like a, you know, I, I always, that was the impression I always got. Yeah. You know, she was somebody in their circle who was the one that was, was bringing them, you know, that's time I didn't know if I know about acid, but either bringing them grass or whatever. Drugs. I never thought of that. I never thought of that at all until but, you just but, brought it up. But Maharishi was there drug replacement really well he came along to turn on everyone right lighten them yes not you know not get them high get them high on life not you know so well back to i'd love to turn you on you know that was you know there were john there were times when john said no we weren't talking about drugs you know and there were times he wasn't lying i mean right yeah and this you know sexy sadie is definitely one of them right they were trying to get high on life and enlighten not high Right, right. I mean, they might have gotten high afterwards. Who knows? Yeah, that was very enlightening. Let's smoke a joint. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. 
All right, we got others. Tony, you want to go? Okay. Um, looking, looking at some of the others that we've discussed, um, we've, gotten, we, we've gotten through a lot of them, um, but we have others. Yeah, I mean, to, to George again, um, and going over to revolver. Yep. I want to tell you, um, okay. Then again, this is sort of similar to, to end your bird can sing, you know, it's all right. I could wait forever. I've got time. You know, like, but, but it's also just that, again, it's the kind of thing like Andrew Burke can sing. Is this something that one says to someone you love? You know, it starts with my head is filled with things to say, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll make you maybe next time around. But is he talking um, about groupies? I, no, I, say, no. but you know, but why not? I mean, but, but because it's also, I mean, he may be talking about the fact that, I, I think too much. Um, okay. My head is filled with things to say. So that may be one of these relationships where I am thinking way too hard about this relationship, but he somehow manages to put the blame on her, which is bad. Well, really? I, I, I never thought of it that way. I always thought it was he wants to say something to a girl he's you know turned on by, sort of, and he, he can't get the words out. It's like, hamada, hamada, hamada. Well, yeah, it's or he doesn't have the time. Now, that's the only reason I bring up the groupie is because one line, sometimes I wish I knew you well. And maybe if it's a groupie, you don't have time to know them well. It's just and go. So, you know, it, and I'll make you maybe next time around. Next time they're on tour in that city, maybe he'll make her. And he doesn't know her well. So he doesn't have time to say anything that he would want to say because there's, it's a one-night stand. That's interesting. So you think it may be a, a groupie that he passed I, on? Or a groupie I never that thought maybe of it that he, way. But. Maybe a groupie that he actually wanted to get to know? Or, you know. Or, yeah, who knows? Maybe he just told them he wanted to get to know them. I don't know. But he does say, sometimes I wish I knew you well. So maybe, maybe it, ha it was a, someone on tour or, or el anywhere in his life um, other than home. But, um, or maybe it's, maybe it's Patty. Well, yeah, well, that's the whole, sometimes I seem, you know, all, sometimes I seem to act unkind. All, only me. I seem to act unkind. Right. Only me. It's not my mind that is, you know, that is confusing things. What? Like, that's a great line, but it's a. It's you know, kind of confusing. Yeah. In, in, it, you know, in and of itself, it's confusing. Yeah. It's only it's, me. It's not my mind, you know. Well, his mind is thinking he's he's in love with this girl, but it, the regular George Harrison person is saying, "Well, I'll just wait." And, yeah, you know, to me, that's I I I never thought of the groupie thing much, but but know, who be. knows? It, look, you know? everybody can interpret it any way they want. Yeah. We can't ask George because a lot of times, like for another song we're going to mention, you know, in he didn't even remember. So, you know, we can. Again, we, we've said Norwegian Woody burns the bitch's house down. <laughs> right, we don't know right. that for sure. He could be putting, he could be lighting the fire in a fireplace. It yeah. just sounds sexier when he's lighting their house up. Right. Well, Paul, Paul has said that it's lighting the, the wood, the Norwegian wood, not, not the know. fireplace. We'll see. Well. Anyway, Tony, are you, uh, are you done with that one? I, I think so. I mean, it's just, again, it's one of those songs that you, you can listen to it in five different ways. And, and uh, a couple of them come out as un you know, as unloved songs, a couple of them come out as maybe another time song. Yeah. Like you say, some of them just come out with, like Rob was saying, I just don't, I can't enunciate. 
that's a cool song anyway all right how about um we definitely have to do this one because it's so sad um but for no one um we, we haven't mentioned that one you know i i've always thought of this i upon going deep into this song for this show you know could he be talking to himself in a mirror yes um no. why He's looking at the world around him. He could be talking to himself. And in her eyes, you see nothing, no sign of love. You stay home. She goes out. I mean, he could be saying, you know, you stay home. She's going out. Look at her. She's making up. She's waking up. She's making up. And, you know. Well, he is talking to himself in a mirror in a way because, um, you know, he's saying you want her. You need her. Right. I mean, but yet you don't. Well, either it's that or a third person narrative. That's all. I mean, you know. I, well, yeah, it's it. It. It is certainly being put forth as a third person. Now. Yeah, your day breaks. Your mind your aches. Breaks. Your mind aches. But but when find all her words of kindness linger on. When you're when you're no writing, longer need you. When you're writing about yourself to someone else, they say, "Well, how are you doing today, Mitch?" You don't say, "My day breaks." My mind aches. You say, yeah. you know "How it is? Your day breaks." Your well, mind that's why I brought up the mirror. Yeah. He could well, be self-reflecting. That's all. There yeah. will be times when all the things she said will fill your head. You won't forget her. That's the whole song right there. To me, it's, it's one of Paul's best lyrics. It's six stanzas. Um, to me, it's the equivalent of Norwegian wood in the sense it tells this great story in, in two minutes. Yeah, but it's, it, it's if you think about that song. It's definitely a failed relationship because he said, you want her, you need her. And right. you don't believe her when she says her love is dead. You think she needs you. And, and then in, later on, she said, he says, she doesn't need him. So, right. you know, is this final? Probably. Yes, it's, going through, yeah, it's, well, going through the, it's going through the phases. Yeah. And the truth is when, when someone first leaves you and you're completely devastated, be realistic. What's the first thing that you live on for a while is that, oh, well, well she'll be back. She, she doesn't. She needs me. Yeah. She'll be back. She'll, she's coming back until she doesn't. And you realize it's well, that's the last line, a love that should have lasted years. Yeah. Guess what? It's over. And I think he knows it and it's time to move on. That's why he says cried for no one, a love that should have lasted years. Should have, and but it didn't. didn't. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't now, do I it. I think, I think, I think this was his, I would say his peak as a songwriter. Cause he's well, back <laughs> in the last number of years, like nobody's business, but this may, I thought this one song was just like peak as a, as a Beatles songwriter. Not that oh, this he, is it. He dropped dramatically, but it was all building to For No One. As well, a, Revolver was his album uh, very much. Without a uh, doubt. And, and that song, and that song is just such a, you know, you know, there's not a lot of Beatles on it. I mean, it's Ringo with him, I think. Right. Uh, there's nothing, and, and Alan Civil. Um, it's it's such a a sad sad song and you know you're right it, it, it's a, it's about leaving and she's left him and there's certainly you know. just way the words fall you know the, and the way he sings them linger on like just that that little line too it, it works as a poem yeah. very much well yeah, even much. but even starting it you know boom your day breaks it's 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 not even like your day breaks it's not in the higher register it's a it's a depressing even way to start it like yeah, you know definitely. what I mean, or in a depressed yeah. way. It's a, it's, it's certainly not like a happy. Go this is not disguised in a happy song. The music is sad. The everything is sad. 
it, the French horn is almost like crying, you know, like a, yep. oh, absolutely. Yep, so it's yeah, really cool absolutely. that way. So um, he's definitely, he's definitely missing her. And she just said, you know, and, and we don't know why, but it doesn't matter because he's really feeling unloved. So you made me go to you made another and you were you gone. Gone. thank you he haw my yeah. goodness we wow. just <laughs> Robert okay um I'm gonna I go think this with... might be the last go round so okay okay um uh going back to Paul again well this is the John and Paul song uh, we can work it out uh this is okay this is um yeah. You know, you don't think so? I don't think so because I think it's a reconciliation. It's optimistic. We can work it out. But but if you listen to the uh, the verses, it's not about he's hoping it work out, but it's already over. And then John comes in. Life is very short. There's no time for fussing and fighting. But you know, try to see it my way. Only time can tell if I am right or or right right or I'm wrong. Uh, While we see it your way, uh, we have risk a chance of uh, love will soon be gone. So. it's, it's basically about an ending of a relationship. You know, he doesn't trust her to save the relationship. And he's saying, well, let's stay around and, and, and see what happens. And it's, it's an argument when obviously we can work it out as part of that, but it's, it's about but he's not really unloving her. He's sort of saying, but he's saying, but we can work it out. Yeah. yeah. But she, she doesn't want to. <laughs> she, well, we you know, know. well, Interesting. And, and, yeah, no, I always, I always looked at that as not really a love song, or I, I look at that as just a, um, I, I would say like a mature love song in a sense. It's not a I love you, you love me, you know. And what are you, Barney? Well, it's a relationship. It's a relationship song, and and you know. Yeah, but to me, know? a relationship song like something like a We Can Work It Out just by its title alone, you know, there's an optimism factor there. You know, where I think that like a lot of the other ones we're looking at, it's just sort of just like, you know, it's it's not, there's nothing, it's done. There's nothing there, you know, Um, but it's interesting in a sense that, you know, you do bring up a good point, Rob, though, because what does John's line mean? We always think of John's line as meaning we should reconcile this, but for John to say life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friend. Is that kind of just like, you know, what what are we he, doing here? We're he sort of that that verse is sort of like saying, "Come on, let's go. It's over. So we can work it out." It, it's it's a little different. So really, I think it's a more of a relationship song than a breakup song or an angry song or an unloved song. But it's part of uh, the maturity of the band in 1965. So hopefully, if for our purposes, they they wrote a song right after that that they were not working it out. The bitch leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but, yeah, it could be. A day tripper. <laughs> right. That's a whole other song. Right. Oh my goodness. So Tony, you got you got one more? Um Well No, that's a solo song. We can't do nice. that. Nice. Um I don't know. I mean uh again, Hard Day's Night, back to John. You mentioned it, you referenced it, but tell me why. Um Okay. You know, tell me why, back to tell me why you cried and why you lied. People like, lying to, and crying. people like to lie to them. Just be the Beatles like to get lied to by, by, <laughs> their other 
They like to get lied. They like to get <laughs> They're going out getting lied all the time. Um, but, you know, tell me why you cry and why you lied to me. Um, the line, if there's anything I can do, because I really can't stand it, I'm so in love with you. He's yearning for her. She's lying to him. Tell me why you cried. And, he, you know, he wants to try to work things out, but it doesn't look like she does. Yeah, well, but if you, if you don't, I really can't go on holding back these tears in my eyes. He's crying he, a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to survive this one. <laughs> you know, like, it's one of these, like, man, that relationship is just a, you know. But he's begging on his, on his bended on knees, head. if you'll only listen to my pleas, if there's anything I can do, because I really can't stand it. I'm so in love with you. If I can sing a falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird because he's, you know, it, it is, you know, I think it's, it's funny. I thought a lot of these songs that we did tonight were going to be more about, you know, the Beatles being bastards and, and they were, but a lot of times we pick songs that the, you know, the people they were with were yeah, bastards we're, to we're them. Beating them around, very, you know, very, yeah, very weird. But, but did you guys all notice? And I mean, Rob, I don't know if you could, but even um, like other than sexy Sadie, did you notice that like all of it kind of stopped at revolver? It doesn't really go on. You see, I, my theory is this. Uh, a lot of the songs past Pepper were not love songs. They were more <clears throat> introspective or psychedelic or just made up words, you know, like Ooh. I dig a pony. And so one, maybe what after after Revolver. What about I Me Mine? That's not a relationship song. It's more of a declaration song about, you know about ego and but you're you're saying to someone you don't know whether or not it's a love relationship or not maybe you're saying to someone all but, through the day i mean mine i mean mine i mean mine like it's you know well they even said you know many times uh in the beginning they were writing from me to you please please me you know uh, i'll get you you know i want to hold your hand you know they were doing stuff like that so there was more of a chance that they were going to talk about experiences of love or unlove um, you know, once you got past Pepper, <laughs> it was the summer of love, but they, they weren't really writing those types of songs. There's barely a love song on the White Album, if you think about it. You know, I mean, except really... it was Sheepdog. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, and, Sheep... and I will, basically. And, yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. they really didn't write many songs like that, you know, after 67. It was weird. Yeah, they, 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 a little more story songs, uh, um, you know, Darling sort of is a love song, but. Um, I mean, Hello, know. Goodbye could be, you know, something construed as maybe, you know, you say yes, I say no, bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm, but, you know, a couple of songs that we didn't touch on that I think maybe just deserve honorable mention before we go. Um, George, think for yourself. Definitely, um, definitely. We don't know if he's talking to a girl or or God, we don't know, but he does say you're going to cause more misery. Um, I know your mind's made up and, you know, I've got a word or two to say about some of the things you do. You're telling all those lies. Here we go again. Lies. Yes. Yeah. So, um, we didn't touch on, you can't do that. Uh, I've got something to say that might cause you oh, pain. Yeah. That's this time he's being possessive. He's jealous. He's insecure. He's being aggressive. Cause he's saying, uh, you know, he's not saying I'm going to kill you like and run for your life. But he is saying, if I catch you talking to that boy again, I'm going to let you here. down. But I don't know. I still, I still think of that as a love song because what he's trying to just say is like, yes, I love you, but don't, 
but but don't mess up. Right. Don't if you do and or I'm gone. And but he's very aggressive about it. It's not like he's very assertive about it. He's insecure. He's not. He's aggressive. It's it's not like, you know, I'll give you another chance. He's just like, hey, if I catch you talking to the boy again, I'm done. So it's aggressive guitar playing, too, from John. Yeah. Uh, Rhythm is very aggressive again on that song, uh, the way it was on Run For Your Life. Uh, I, I think uh, run, uh, Norwegian Wood, This Bird Has Flown, belongs in there a little bit. It's Maybe. It's about a, uh, a one-night stand that happens, and then the woman says, oh, I have to go to work in the morning, bye-bye. Yeah, she blows he, him off. Yeah, and then so uh, he sleeps in the tub, and then he supposedly burns down her wonderful Norwegian wood. It all comes, you know what? It started off by me saying, burn the bitches out <laughs> down, and it ends up with you saying, he burned the bitches out down. Way, so I think it's a great way to end. In case That's anybody a great way. get the reference, check out our, what was it called? The story song. The what was it? Our plays. Beatles stories or whatever. A play. We did plays. Yeah, we, we uh, checked that out. We each made up a play on, uh, yeah, and, 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 Mine ends with the house burning down. Anyway, <laughs> that's good. That's where we ended. Let's end it. All right. So good uh, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, interesting, uh, unlovely show. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lovely show, but uh, talking about unlove. And uh, I have been your moderator for this show, Mitch Axelrod. And joining me, as I'm glad they always do, are Rob Leonard and Tony Gerardo. And we will see you hopefully real soon. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.